This is the Snowball Effect with your host, Martin Snow. This week's guest is Brandon Reed. So this is podcast number, I believe, seven, okay. I think. <laughs> I'm not, I can't count that high. So uh, this, this podcast number seven, this is the first podcast of 2021. It is January 3rd, 10.30 a.m. in Northern California. I got my good friend, Brandon Reed here. I'm back. And we are discussing many topics. Of course, the hot topic in the room today is New Year's. Of course, that happened three days ago. Yeah, what does 2021 look like? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I think a lot of people think it could be good. I think I think most people are trying to be optimistic about it, but I, being the skeptic I always am, am saying, slow your roll, okay? Don't assume things are going to get better. Right. Prepare for the worst yeah. because things can get a lot worse than what they are. We still live in the most powerful, uh, best nation in the world to live in. Uh, but it can come crashing down. There are nations we could, we could be like, you know, there are countries out there like that are like Somalia and places like that, that are not cool places to live in comparison, you know? I agree. And like, we, we have a very, we're very fortunate here and we should, uh, not take it for granted. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that 100%. And I feel like a lot of people had um, you know, these assum- this assumption that, you know, as soon as 2021 gets here, everything is just going to just magically get back to normal. And that's not a reality here. You know, all it is is just a day past, you know, 2020. So I feel like we need to still continue to prepare for the worst because things are getting, you know, are getting bad. And you know, we need to, you know, get, get our mind and our body right so that we can, you know, play the long, I feel like play the long game because if not, we're going to get left behind. That's true. I mean, let's, let's look at what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, the coronavirus is, is, uh, spreading Running rampant. quickly. It's, uh, growing if you will. Yeah. Um, Trump is, trying to kind of undermine our voting system mm-hmm. right now, which is in an unprecedented way. Yeah. Um, we have lots of unrest. The, the The job market is terrible. Obviously, this is, you know, uh, a lot of it has to do with corona. Mm-hmm. A lot of people um, getting cut off of unemployment as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we have global warming issues. We have environmental issues. We have all these big shifts and changes happening. Absolutely. Um, I think we need, I think if we act right and we work hard and we take advantage of this time of change, we can make it, make it a positive change. But quite honestly, from what I know in history, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to happen because (laughs) I think, I think people are kind of, they're kind of lazy until they're forced to do something, you know, like, uh, what is it? what's the desperation is the mother of all invention or whatever they call it say whatever that saying is you know 
Yeah. So. Or, or almost like an analogy I consider or come up or come up with is that it's almost like, you know, if if a horse could run as fast as it could without a jockey, then what's the point of having a jockey? You know, I feel like some people need that motivation to to, you know, to reach their potential, to reach, to reach their peak. And, you know, not everyone can do it on their own. Well, it's like the saying that a lot of people do perform well under pressure. True. You know, and that's I've when they that. that's when they do their best work and um a lot of the f- i listen i've been listening to a lot of podcasts with very famous people mm-hmm. and i've noticed that um where was i going with that <laughs> <laughs> um i think i was going to talk about how hard they work like successful successful people work very hard you know yeah and that doesn't even get people don't realize how much work goes you know un accounted for and unnoticed like oh back end that's what i was gonna say is the what motivates them to work so hard is usually comes from a place of desperation mm-hmm. a, a play a place of uh a need for change yeah and a need for improvement and uh, i think that's where like a bad fa- uh, family life you know a bad home life yeah. uh you know living in poverty maybe uh just like all sorts of situations it could be right but uh, that's, I think, that motivates people to do extraordinary and great things, you know? There has to be some type of motivation. Yeah. People yeah. Don't, don't just do it on their own. You hear all these people, like, coming up out of the hood, you know, right. and, and doing big and great things, you know? Like, the guy who's born with a silver spoon in his mouth ain't going to have that motivation. He can right. sit around and do nothing and party all of his life. And, and it's still going to be good. And he's still going to have money, and it's, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal, you know? It's a privilege. Yeah, but that so, but that guy that's got nothing, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah, and that's so, the motivation. So he, so he can he has nothing to lose, so he'll roll those dice, take bigger risks. Yeah. You know, take, but take, take the bigger reward risk. is, you know, is is worth it to them. Yeah. And not not back down as easily. True. You know, they're going to have that determination. But I feel like that is like, not like Eminem in 8 Mile. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But I feel like that's something <laughs> that, you know, not everyone has. And there's a lot of individuals out there that, you know, don't have that motivation. And it, without that motivation, they're just going to get left behind. And it's going to get harder and harder and harder for them to, especially in California. With unemployment going up, you know, it's already hard enough to survive receiving unemployment, paying these, out, you know, outrageous rent prices in, in the Bay Area. So, you know, you think if someone has a, a $3,000, you know, rent unemployment is not going to really be able to cover you and still allow you to have money to pay your car note or, you know, pay for food, groceries, put clothes, put your kids in school, you know, all those things add up and it's very expensive and it's very difficult to do in California without a job. That's true. Um, that's another thing that I wanted to discuss and that's, uh, like this, the ridiculous like stimulus checks and stuff. I I'm complaining that I get some of my tax money back. Right. Right. <laughs> but you got to understand where it's coming from. It's mm-hmm. tax money. And it's like, you're giving people $600 when the, they need to pay like months, they're back like months of rent. Like yeah. you're giving them $600. That's nothing. That's nothing. Exactly. That'll pay for like your cell phone, gas, and some ma- groceries, some groceries for a month, for one month. Right. And then that's it. That's it. It's gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think all these people in Congress are wasting their time 
uh, fighting over, arguing over these, you know. What do you think would help? Like, what do you think would be, um, what do you think that they should do? I I just think that their time could be better spent. Do you feel like more money should be used for stimulus? Mm, If they're going to do a stimulus, make it a, a meaningful amount. But I feel like it's almost the same as like giving giving a tax break, right? So if you give a tax break next year, you're essentially not charging them as much tax. So, but you know, it's like you're giving them their tax money back with a stimulus check, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're not charging them as much as it's the same thing, it's just on the other end, right? Right. I think that the stimulus should be given in forms of a voucher that has to be redeemed for specific things because there are a lot of individuals that are misusing the stimulus package oh yeah and i don't agree with the misuse of the stimulus because there are a lot of people who really need the stimulus and they need it in in more of an abundance that than what is provided and i feel as though if the stimulus came in the form of something that had to be redeemed either for paying your rent or paying for groceries for you know food for your kids and things like that or um you know transportation things like that as opposed to you know alcohol and gambling and and, and stuff like that that really isn't a necessity then i feel as though maybe the stimulus would have a better impact on the people who really need it but i don't feel as though you know you give it's just like you give people free will to do what they want you cannot guarantee that they're going to do the right things Well, I think everything's kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, what you're talking about, I think, is like, uh, it in theory, it kind of works, but it's like it's not really fair if you think about it. Like, if if somebody does pay taxes, you know, and they are more fortunate and they do make more money, or whatever, you know, um, they should still get the check because they paid their taxes too. Okay, and they're even though they're not, you know, they, they're still comfortable. They're still losing money during this, you know, possibly. And like, and yeah, maybe some people are benefiting off of it. So do you feel as though they should spend that money on, let's say alcohol and drugs and you know, gambling and casinos, things like that? Uh, well, obviously I don't think those things are like very beneficial for society or, or the individual, but, but if a redeem, if they had a redeem system to where, I mean, we could even implement Bitcoin. I mean, not Bitcoin specific, but cryptocurrency to yeah. where, hey, it has to be redeemed in a store that is beneficial to number one, the economy, and number two, the family. Yeah, the people who actually need it, because that's why yeah. the, the whole stimulus is coming. Well, out. I think if it, yeah, the rich don't need it. I I do. I still think all fairness, though, like if you pay into it, you should get back from it. But it should be equal across the board. the The problem with the taxes, I'm I'm going off on a little tangent here, mm-hmm. but the problem with the taxes is that the the rich people hide their money. Agreed. They have a lot of money and they hide it from the, the from taxes the, from the IRS. Sheltered, and mm-hmm. they um you know they don't really pay taxes like we do. Agreed. Um, and that's that's why it's not that it's not that like a flat rate is a bad idea it's just that it doesn't work because they hide their money yeah a flat rate would work great it would be a great idea if it worked 
but they have ways of but saying, it doesn't oh, I work make that much money yeah you know? logistically it doesn't work so right. i'm sorry okay going back so to, so 2021 should the, stimulus be in the form of redemption credits through either your rent like hey i'm going to pay my rent with this stimulus check now yeah. i know that the stimulus package is being utilized towards something and yeah. then your landlord takes that stimulus coupon that they yeah. received and then they redeem it for cash that they need to you know pay that their their mortgage or pay whatever they got to pay yeah but I, I just think that six hundred dollars is a pitiful amount it is and, and, slap in the face especially for people who need more i think yeah i think people would need more but i it's it sucks that there's no jobs but people are getting unemployment so they're not going back to work. A lot of people are doing that. Exactly. And a that's... lot of people are doing that. And there are a lot of jobs out there. And there's a lot of jobs that are mm-hmm. that are that have died with COVID and will never come back. There are a lot of jobs out there like that. And guess what? If you're one of those jobs, guess what you gotta do? You gotta go find a new profession. And that's the thing. People are so afraid to oh, I can't work at you know, Taco Bell. I can't work it. Yeah, that's not my career field or no. whatever. It's like Well, unemployment is your career field now? Yeah. Is that is that the new career field you want to yeah. you know you want to homeless? Pursue? Being yeah. homeless is your career exactly. field now. You gotta it's, just yeah. take it on the face and say, you know what? I'ma just do what I gotta do yeah. to survive. Sometimes you gotta go flip those burgers. Yep. And, you know, pay pay those bills. And that right there could be the motivation that some people need to get out and be like, Hey, you know what? I can't keep flipping burgers every day. I need to find something else. Yeah. And instead of just after I get off work and go home and play uh-huh. video games, I'm going to get on the computer and I'm going to look for another job, a better job, because I need to bring in income because this unemployment ain't going to be here forever. Yeah. It's going to cut off and then I'm going to be and not that, even able to do anything. And that's what's really screwing everybody is that their their unemployment is going to run out. Yep. And the stimulus checks, the bonus checks are going to run out. And haven't been looking for a job. And the whole time you could have been looking for yep. a job, the whole all those offers like, that yep. you that you passed turned down, on. you Hell passed nah, on, good. yeah, like all of a sudden they're coming to bite you in the ass. And guess what? Everyone else stimulus check just ran out too. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Everybody's that, in the that, market looking that for a job. Burger flipping job. There's just like ten times more people just try are, are applying yep. for it right now. Yep. I actually, to tell you the truth, I have taken like a hiatus from job searching at at the moment. Okay. Because with everything going on and the job market is mm-hmm. is like terrible right now, it's uh, I just I I don't want to compete with those guys. No, no, I I I agree. And it's and it's like it's ex- ex- exhausting. It to, is to do it. So I'm I'm kind of just focusing on things I can do like this. I'm comfortable right now. You know, I'm I'm happy where I'm at. Right. Um. Obviously, like the future, we're always looking to improve in the future. But uh, but you know, right now is is a time where, um, I'm I'm lucky to be comfortable where I'm at and have a job, exactly. And I ain't gonna lose my job, uh, you know, anytime as far as I know. I'm gonna try not to lose it. <laughs> I hear you. I'm the same way. And I feel like right now is a time where everyone needs to become an entrepreneur. Everyone needs to have some type of side hustle. They need to find something that they're good at or that they enjoy doing, mm-hmm. and make it lucrative, make it a, a business. And then at that point, you'll start to realize that, hey, I could, you know, I could possibly, you know, pursue what I actually want to do and make money at it and make mm-hmm. money doing it. 
yeah. and be be financially free. I could be my own boss. And I feel like that's where this 2021 should put us as Americans mm-hmm. in a better position to be, you know, depending mm-hmm. on us as a could, you know, depending on China for all these resources or all these other countries for, you know, their commodities and stuff. Let's go ahead and start making our own commodities out, out here yeah. and selling to ourselves and, you know, putting the money back in our own economy. And that's the way that we're going to get out of this this whole uh, this depression, because if not, you know, there is no jobs out there. So how are people going to continue to make money? The money's out there. It's just that it's not it's not moving. And we got yeah. to move this money through stimulating our own economy, creating our own economy, creating our own jobs, creating our own businesses. Doing what we want to do, not working for other people, being unhappy and, and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's and I feel kind of cheated in a way because i'm out there working at my job mm-hmm. getting paid less than the guy on unemployment yeah right now um and he's getting paid to stay at home and so i make a podcast like what like i've been making maybe once a month or something yeah and i want to ramp it up okay don't get me wrong but life is is busy and and uh you know I'm I'm sure I will now that it's like springtime here. We just gotta plan better. That's that's what I feel like. Yeah. Um we can do it. But yeah, I wanna ramp it up, but I work so much, I can't do like a podcast. I could do a podcast a day, but it would be overwhelming. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a, but a guy sitting at home making more money than me, sitting on his butt like smoking weed and uh, wrong dr- with that. drinking tequila. <laughs> can make could make like three podcasts a day absolutely in the in the time that i'm at work commuting to work and and working and coming back uh he can he could do an all sorts of things to improve his own entrepreneurial yep um you know uh, status interests yeah Yeah. so they're not they're lazy it's making people lazy yeah but i would love would love to be able to do like I would love for you and me to be unemployed and <laughs> don't wish uh, that evil away. <laughs> uh, just get paid and and just be able to concentrate on just making a pod, just make a podcast. A day. Yeah, just make a podcast. That a day. would be cool. And like, like I don't know how Joe Rogan does that. Like, he, have you ever like because he does all of his announcing. He does like a but podcast he's not a editing. day. That's the difficult part. That's the true. editing is the hard part. That's true. He's that, just content. That's all he has to do is get in there, record the content, boom. Editors take over, make it pretty. I do everything. And that's why it's difficult. Yeah, I so do everything. You, so I had to buy all this gear. I had to, uh, you know, I have my computer here. Uh, so I, that's money out of my pocket. Right. I'd, I made this studio. I do I do the recording, the editing. Uh, I do the social media so let's reach out to our listeners and we need to start implementing people out there who have passion in marketing, people who have passion in editing, because we have the content. We just need somebody to take care of the logistics yeah. while we continue to produce the content. Yeah. And if we find people that enjoy doing that, it's not going to be work for them. They're going to be like, all right, cool. Yeah. I like, you know, uh, managing your social well, what media it is, platform. What it is is we're not making any money at it. Yet. So... If you wanna, if you wanna help us, us improve, right, and uh, you wanna improve and get practice and get experience, yeah, 
and uh, it would be nice to have some of the load taken off so I could concentrate. Like if I had someone just to edit it, exactly, I'd be able to, or just just doing social media would be cool. That's, and that's easy. People could do that while they're at work on their phone. That's two right? people. Yeah. Well, I, I actually enjoy doing the editing personally, but it would be nice to just do content. Right. Um, I do like the flap my gums and that's the thing and that's the that's the part that you know that draws in our listeners you know us you know our personalities you know what we what we bring to the podcast that's what you know keeps our listeners tuned in and i feel like the more uh, the more time that we have to to increase you know our our productivity then it just makes for better content for our our listeners and i also feel like it um, it allows us to just be, you know, more genuine, more unique, um, you know, and just more fluid with, with our delivery, so to speak. But I think I feel like that would be the major takeaway, the major benefit of us implementing Sorry. a team. Sorry, I had to do something right there. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> You're welcome to do that in here as well if you want. I don't like another room. It's all good. Oh, okay. We will take we'll take a commercial break and we'll come back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're doing commercial. I can. We gotta have so a word on the last sponsors. one. I don't know if you noticed, but on the last one, I just I I uh, I was gonna make a commercial, but I I got lazy about it, mm-hmm. and I I didn't make the commercial. I just cut it. I didn't even say we're going to a commercial break. I just like I don't think I did. Right. I just like cut that whole commercial break part out and just like uh you know seamed it together. Okay. There. So let's 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 roll to a commercial real quick. Oh, you want to do it right now? Yeah, we'll, we'll run to a commercial. We don't have to record a commercial, but we'll just roll into a So yeah, we're gonna do a commercial break. Uh we'll be back in a few minutes. Stay tuned, listeners. No! This is where a totally awesome advertisement would go if we had any sponsors. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast or advertising on here, please message me on Instagram at Snowball Effect Podcast or Facebook at Snowball Effect. Now back to the show. Okay, we're back. Just wanted to... Part of our security. Yes, I just wanted to introduce our third member of the team here, the gang, Mm -hmm. uh, Jerry Garcia, my beloved dog here. We love it. Who might... My eyes are adjusting to this light, so he's actually like a ninja right now. I can't see him at all. Can you see him? No. I can just hear him licking his balls. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> just follow the ball lick. Non- nonstop, that guy. <laughs> nonstop. Anyway, so we were talking about 2021, mm-hmm. where it's going. Where it's going. We're talking about stimulus checks. What can get worse? What can get better? Um, vaccine. Let's talk about this vaccine. You know, um, I feel like you, you, you have a little bit of medical background. Yeah, absolutely not. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sada works at a hospital. I I know how to, I know how to treat a a sucking chest wound, uh, uh, when I was in the military, that's about the extent of my knowledge. Isn't that with like the piece of plastic and the tape on three sides? Um, actually, I forgot it's been so long. Oh, okay. I think I I, I heard about that. I took that in basic training. I learned how to treat a sucking chest wound. I think that's what it's called. That's when you get shot in the lung, right? 
Yeah, and okay. it's like open in the open hole. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. You know that was actually in um, Three Kings. You remember that movie? Or was that a sucking chest? Was one? that with Ice Cube? That's where I learned about that. And like George yeah. Clooney or something. And they were in like Saudi Arabia, and they had to like steal the and gold. Somebody else that was famous. Uh, Ice Cube. Yeah, and Ice like Cube, George, Clooney George Clooney or something. Clooney and somebody else. I can't remember. Like Mark Wahlberg or something. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. Mark and Wal- I think one of them got shot. I think and... Mark Wahlberg fell short. In real life? Yeah. Possibly. If I didn't you, realize Arnold Schwarzenegger. You look was at him in in um, what is that one? Uh, the other guys. Mm-hmm. You seen that one? Yep. Where like next to Will because Will Ferrell's not a not a short He's guy. He's tall as shit, dude. But they do like camera angles all the time, and they have him like sitting down and standing up and stuff. They you know they plan out all the shots in exactly. movies like that, but. Uh yeah he if you pay attention he's significantly shorter than Will Ferrell like like really short compared to Will Ferrell but Will Ferrell's a pretty tall guy so. yeah so it was George Clooney Mark Wahlberg yeah. and Ice Cube yeah what this has to do with 2021 <laughs> sucking chest wounds so look the vaccine how do you feel about the vaccine <laughs> well okay this is this is one thing I have said over and over again to people mm-hmm. I just want to say it again okay. To all the conspiracy theorists out there who think that the vaccine is some type of um, microscopic tracker, uh, tracker or nanobot, it's going to change or uh, you know fill in the blank, whatever you think it is that the government's injecting into your body. Okay, I just want you to know if you have a cell phone in your hand. That thing is tracking you and your movements and your words right now anyways. Exactly. So don't worry about the shot. Exactly. That's <laughs> the least of your worries. Trust me, it's way cheaper for them to put some software into your phone that spies on you than it is for them to make nanobots <laughs> to, right. to, to, inject put, to inject into you. you. Yeah, they got to do some sci-fi shit. You know, to, and why spend all the money on, you know, anywho, anywho, I feel like this. Do you feel as though... Um, those who are not getting the shot are going to be, um, you know, more of a a burden, or not to say a burden, but is it going to jeopardize us getting out of this this pandemic faster? I think a that has to do that would have to do with, um how people can still get infected, you know, how it would still spread in that circumstance. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how it would, um, you know, I mean, if you have the vaccine, you got the vaccine, right? Right. Right. So the people that didn't have it would, I, I would assume some of them would die off, you know, but then like not everybody who gets the virus dies. So I feel like it's going to be selective on, you know, who, who lives and who dies. I mean, that sucks, but, Mm -hmm. It just sucks that, you know, even young people are, are dying from the virus. Yeah. And, you know, you can't just be like, oh, you know, I'm 30. I'm good. I should be fine. Yeah. But I feel like if you've had the virus and you've survived it, I, I think it, that's you a good be argument. Okay with not getting a, you know, a vaccine. But well, honestly, I think that's good arguments on both sides. I agree. Because I am in my 30s and I would agree that, like, I'm not really scared that it's going to kill me. Yes. That's how I feel too. Um, but 
it would definitely kill some people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, or not definitely kill them, but there there's a, a, high, a very high possible um, you know, probability. And that's the part that most people fear that they they'll survive, but then they'll infect somebody else that doesn't have the same you know strength in their in their immune system that they may have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you say, you don't feel as though, hey, you would be, um, you know, a victim of COVID, but yeah. you could possibly get infected and then infect somebody else that's close to you that could become I've, a victim of COVID. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the part that I don't want to be a super spreader. Yeah, exactly. And I actually uh, went fishing um, two days ago with my best friend, Chris, who uh has already had it and his brother-in-law Billy who um he's also had it too. Did they have mild cases, so to speak, or uh Chris had it pretty bad. Uh but n- not like bad, no. Not not like It was bad. just like a flu. It it was like it was like a bad cold or flu. Mm-hmm. Uh but it wasn't like having he didn't have any like issues okay and did he and he didn't spread it to anyone or no and actually i had gone fishing with him the time uh he had it i think when i went fishing with him possibly he he possibly did the first when he actually got it but it's been months now and i went fishing with both of them and i was like dude give me a hug bro you know like (laughs) you know what i mean like it's over with (laughs) yeah like dude it's weird, but I miss even that like little, you know, cause I don't do it anymore. Even yeah. like that little type of, um, you know, physical interaction is, you're is, right. Is, it almost feels weird when you, you, you can almost feel that someone else wants to give you a hug and you want to give them a hug too, but it's just like, uh, you don't want to impose on them because you don't want them to feel uncomfortable. But it's just like, you know, as human beings, we, I feel like that's part of like something that we require. Like, I don't know if someone said that if you don't, um, you know, love a baby when they're born, that they'll die or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but I feel like though you don't, you know, interact with people, then you're not gonna. It's not gonna be a, a you know, a good life for you. I feel like you need interactions with people. You need, you know, to have some type of connection. Physical. I, I agree. Yeah, we're we're we are definitely as humans we definitely need socializing and physical interaction. Look at look at all the like psychological studies with like solitary confinement, you know? Uh and people that like live out in the wilderness by themselves and are isolated and stuff. They get they get all all uh, you know, loopy. Yeah. You know, they they lose their minds. So check this out. How do you feel about so just in regards to us as humans needing social interact and not social interaction, physical interactions with each other. What do you think about this push for VR? Like I, I, I love VR. VR, awesome. Games, great. But do you feel as though this is going to push more and more people away from physical interaction? It's going to be. It's. I think it's going to be a substitute. Yes. You know. But do you it, think it's, it's going it, to substitute so hard? It's going to I don't think it's ever going to it's going to be a poor substitute. Yeah, it's but how I don't, long do I don't, you think before we'll just be like, you know what? I don't even remember what it's like to hug, you know, a friend or I think that'd be 
very bad for us as human as a human species because we are programmed to touch each other and be physical with each other and to not do that would be you know um essentially we'd be contradicting you know thousands uh millions of years of evolution you know yeah but then like, they say like we can't of, go uh, out instincts in our, in our dna We'll to, be reprogrammed at that point. That yeah. So I domesticated. Well, well it's like anything, you know. Like we're not anything. We're not designed to do. We're designed to. We're not designed to be apart from people. So, so not physically interacting. I think will will be bad for us. You know, just like living a sedentary lifestyle is mm -hmm. not good for us, because we're used to being like hunter gatherers. Right. You know, and that's what our bodies are designed to do. And when we sit around talking like this, like making podcasts, like people that sit around talking, making money, I, I always saw it when I was truck driving. Mm -hmm. uh, you go into a truck stop and look at the like the sedentary lifestyle these guys live. They're all like four hundred freaking pounds. They're all huge. Yeah, guys. Your food is being brought to you. You're not having to go out there and yeah. and, and chase it down and, and catch it and yeah. And you so can eat as much as you want. But my point, going back to what I was saying, is that you know. I think that if we as a species stop interacting with each other, it, it will be bad for us. Just like living a sedentary lifestyle is bad for us. It's not killing us. Yeah. Like is we're we're still growing as a, we're still you know our population is still growing, but how many generations do you think it'll take before it's not a thing anymore? What if like there's no more going to? A movie I don't theater? think it'll ever not be a thing. Going to like a movie theater and hanging out with your friends at. Um, I think it's too much of a necessity and, and things. So yeah. arcades, do you think arcades would still be a thing of 2021? No, because everyone can play video games online. Yeah, right? but that's not an instinctive. But that's still a, a place that you would go for, you know, physical interaction. You're going to be playing games with, you know, a friend right next to you. You're in the same room as opposed to, hey, we're playing a video game online in the comfort of our own home. Yeah, I. I would say a better example is like, hey, let's go play, you know, football, football in the park or something. Yeah. Instead, now we're just going to play Madden. Yeah. Um, or basketball or something, yeah. you know, like whatever, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Or or even like fishing, like going fishing with my friends. Yeah. Like I and I physically interact with fish. I physically, you know, I one thing I always think about when I'm on my computer and stuff a lot is that my eyes are not focusing my eyes are not getting the the proper use and focusing that they normally oh yeah that they should seeing farther past like yeah the focusing on things further away mm -hmm. and they're always focusing on one thing or they're trying to focus on something farther away because they think it is but it's you know it's just the 3D environment yeah you know so it's like my eyes are actually straining to see something that's not there exactly because it's only just, really because it's, it's just pixels yeah they're trying to it's trying to like focus in on something that's not there they say my my eye doctor tells me that i should you know do eye exercises because i sit at a computer all day and they mm -hmm. say that you know you should look away from the computer at the clock on the wall or something that's further away so that your eyes can actually exercise because the the whole the the like you have you have a camera mm -hmm. and understanding how the eye works is like you know the the, the eye is a muscle and the whole contracting of the pupil and all that helps you focus on that the image. And yeah. if you don't use those muscles enough, then they get stagnant 
and then they don't allow you to focus like you used to. And then you have to depend on glasses. And then it's just a whole catastrophic story from there. So you just have to exercise your eyes and that'll help with, you know, you extending, you know, the longevity of your vision. Right. But like cataracts and stuff like that is unavoidable. Sometimes well, that's hereditary. But Well, that's us. That's us like, you know, compensating for a lifestyle we're not intended to have. Yep. You know, like that, to be on a computer that our genetics are not programmed for. Yeah. We're not supposed to be sitting in front of a computer. But how many generations did it take before we became dependent on this computer? You know, I our mean, older generation doesn't do it. I, Your parents don't fool with the computer. Computers really. have been around since I've been alive, basically. One generation. Basically Maybe. since I've been alive. They were, sure. they were around in experimental ways um before i was born right but so they we really kinda... started getting used right when i was born about yeah. yeah and so now all of the you know preceding generations i guess are going to be depending on the computer yeah. and this is not what we're designed to do you know we're supposed to be you know out looking at things that are diff you know at different yeah. distances you know socially interacting with individuals you know physically interacting with them fishing and, and work like that work working, too yeah, is, with our hands. is yeah we're supposed to be working with our hands we're supposed to be building and getting dirty and going out there that's another thing our about the, about the virus too mm -hmm. is that you know when you live in these weird sterile environments you know um we need we don't i mean i'm exaggerating when i say sterile but yeah but, but i see what you mean but Clean. when we're not out in the dirt and the mud and the gunk all day, mm -hmm. um, you know, our immune systems are not. We're designed to fight off bad viruses and bacteria. Yeah, this is, a, you know, it's all interconnected. Like Homeless the, people do it all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? They don't have any, you know, super vaccines or medicines that they're utilizing. They just have an immune system that works yeah. because it actually has to work. So when we stop making things work, like our eyes, we have to depend on what? Glasses. Then we have to depend on. I'm not knocking vaccines, but we have to depend on other, um, so to speak. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, not real, but synthetic. Okay, you have to you know. Look well, man-made. Yeah, man-made or synthetic. because yeah, um, we didn't make our genes. I mean, not real. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. We didn't create the you know the genes or our immune system, and you know that that thing we just had the body had to adapt to that yeah and i feel like if we take away our body having to utilize those things then we just we don't use it anymore yeah we'll start producing it yeah you you don't use it you now lose we're it. more yeah now we're more at risk to getting sick now yeah. we're more dependent on you know we're wearing masks everywhere like and that mask is is cool okay yeah to keep me from catching other people's viruses and stuff uh. but i still need like regular germs because i you know they keep my immune that's why i do stuff in the yard in my oh, own yeah. yard and stuff like that so i am touching dirt and you know playing when yeah. i eat fruits off the trees and stuff like that yeah. just to make sure that hey, heard, my immune system is is getting its full work i heard you were quite the landscaper actually i wouldn't consider myself a landscaper i would just consider myself more or less um you know someone a gardener who, yeah a gardener i would say a gardener because a landscaper I, I, that's work Gardening is just, you know, oh, leaf I always for thought leisure. I always thought landscaper sounded nicer than gardener. Gardener always sounded more like landscapers like make money. that's your job. A gardener sound 
uh, a landscaper sounded more like an artisan, you know, no. like a like a, a gardener sounded like a city worker to me. When I, I go the other way when around. When it when a uh, yeah really yeah because land you don't you don't ever see um, Brandon Reed's landscaping truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. You would see. I'm sorry, you don't see Brandon Reed's gardening truck. You see Brandon Reed's landscaping because that's what we do. We landscape. Yeah. I'm not a landscaper. I'm just using that as an example. But yeah. you know that's well the funny like that's work. I don't actually, like what I really think is when I think landscaping, I think. Of the initial like construction, right, right of like, and then of, like we're gonna like put it. a hill and a, and a water fountain. I mean, a yeah, a fountain over here, right, and we're gonna you know make a pathway here and blah blah blah, right. Mm -hmm. And then once it's made, okay, so so basically like the I always thought of the landscaper like the Marines. Okay, so you send them in to overtake the area. Yeah. Okay. Once you've overtaken the area, then the then the army occupies it, or the gardener <laughs> occupies it, right, and maintains it. See? No, so I feel like the gardener is just the uh, the freelance soldier, just wandering around. That's me. I just, <clears throat> you know, I did help with the with the landscaping process. I would but call there you, was somebody who came in and did the landscaping. I would deem you gardening enthusiast. Yeah, gardening enthusiast, or. Um, you know, some people call it, yeah, a garden enthusiast. That'll be cool. Backyard gardener. That's what I I, I consider myself a backyard gardener. Mm. Um, I don't like to do it for work. I just do it because it's fun. You know, mm. you you read about things and you read about how plants and trees grow, and then you try to implement those into the real world. And you know, you it's almost like a science project. Mm. You know, I've cut trees, you know, in different shapes just to see if that can stimulate growth in a certain way. And you know, help with fruit production and stuff like that. And then you realize it does work. And then you're like, oh snap! And then it's like, okay, well, let me try this with a different variety mm -hmm. and see if that works. And then maybe it doesn't. And then it's just experimenting. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the fun of it because it, you you never know. It's almost like a surprise. You, you just you keep experimenting, and it takes time. And that's where the you know investing comes in, and you really care about it because you spent so much time. Like, hey, I've been growing this tree for five years and i'm still waiting for it to produce fruit yeah that's like a long time to invest in something for it to not produce anything but you're yeah. just hoping that one day that that day is going to so come you bought your avocado plant didn't you yeah i bought i have two it was already it was plants. already mature though right it was yeah. already producing fruit but that's the thing it produced fruit one like last year yeah or the year before last and then it didn't produce any fruit because because sato was uh she was uh trying to grow the avocado, but it takes like five or seven Forever. years or something. Yes, and then one thing goes wrong, and then it's just like all that time is just yeah. wasted. That's why you have so many projects going at the same time. They're expensive, huh? Avocado trees? Not really, like huh. maybe thirty bucks, depending oh. on the, the the age of the tree. And that's the thing. I had bought a young avocado tree, as yeah. Opposed to but it produces. That's all I would yeah. want. Is it for to produce? As it, long it as it produces, yeah. It took a while, but that's yeah. the the fun of gardening. And then, like my daughter, she enjoys it out, out there as well too. And then she gets to, uh, I get to teach her about like the different bugs and the insects, and you know, not having her afraid of you know an ant or a caterpillar yeah. or a butterfly. Um, you know, that is cool because you know I don't want her just to think, oh, she saw it. Uh, in, in a book and oh you know people say ew but like in real life like those and those insects aren't really that bad like yeah. you can go out there and play with worms and uh you know 
bugs and stuff like that and not have any issues. We teach her how to, you know, wash her hands and yeah. she's got great. Technically, you know, she could eat them if she needed she to, could. to survive. Yeah. <laughs> like, I used to go fishing with my uncle and he used to always do that. And I used to hate it too. And he's like, he'd always, eat bugs? He'll eat a, uh, one of the worms. Like, one of the, uh, it used to be one of those big old, uh, ew. What are those earth? Ew, one of the farmed ones? No. Um, blood worms or something like that? Yeah, a farmed yeah. one? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Oh, gross. I used to hate that. Oh, gross. Yeah. No, night crawlers. Those yeah. are the big, yeah, fat, yeah, juicy worms. Those things were gross. But, uh, yeah. So I feel like, you know, these are things that we need to still do. You can't, you know, I can't teach my daughter how to farm playing Farmville. You know what I mean? Like, she needs to actually yeah. you know, learn you know how what? to get her hands in the dirt. Let me go on a side note again. Hit it. Here, okay. Farming simulator. What the fuck? <laughs> Who wants to play a game? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to the to the creators of Farming Simulator. Right. Uh, I'm sure it's a nice game. I I don't get it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why anyone would want to play a video game about farming. Farm. Yo, if I want to go farm, I will go make money. Exactly. Out there driving that combine. Okay. Yeah. Straight up. Like, like, why I can go do that in real life? I don't need to. I don't need to go on my so Xbox. So, do you get a um, Class A license to drive tractors, or is that just I don't, I don't, a tractor license? I have no idea. Or do you even need a license because you're on a private property? I have no idea. That's crazy. Hmm. Those combines are very expensive, though. So, I would uh, assume they would only entrust them to certain people. So check this out. Fun fact I just heard the other day. Um, did you know that presidents, after you're a president, can no longer drive on public roads? After you're president? Yeah. They can never drive themselves on a public road. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They have to be driven around for the rest of their life. It's weird. Yes. Crazy, right? Hmm. So I was just watching something on TV or something like that, and they were saying that um, uh, George Bush, hmm? only time he gets to drive is on his ranch. In Texas, mm-hmm. that's the only time he gets to drive because it's on private property. Yeah. So he drives. He had a huge ass ranch, but like that's the only time he gets to drive. And they, they were, I think they were doing like an interview with him, and um, you know, he's driving his sport, uh, you know, ranch edition truck or whatever, and he was like, yeah, he enjoys driving because he doesn't get to do it because he's president. They have to actually take him everywhere he goes. I would just. Well, uh, he was a president, former president. I would have a. So there's a guy in. Uh... We're getting way off track here, but there's a guy in, I believe it was New York or New Jersey, mm-hmm. and he's just super rich, and he bought a piece of land, and he built a private racetrack, and he had to go through all this red tape to do it, mm-hmm. but he finally got his, it took him like five years of red tape, okay. and he finally got his, and lawyers, and blah, 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 and he finally got to build a private racetrack in his backyard. And he has like two big garages with uh one's like full of motorcycles, one's full of cars. Wow. And like he just has and he has a, a full time mechanic that just maintains everything. So that kind of reminds me of um I don't know if you 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 follow Cletus McFarlane. He's um mm. on YouTube or whatever, but he purchased a like an abandoned racetrack and re repurposed it, you know had a like a big ass drift pad put in the middle of the racetrack so that he can just you know 
like a big ass burnout pad or whatever. And yeah, yeah, him and his friends all just go over there and they just, you know, do dumb shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I want to do? I want to get a, uh, do you know what a Grom is? A Honda Grom? Yep, I sure do. So you can take those to go-kart tracks. Really? Yeah. Uh, there's a go-kart track in Stockton, uh, the... Uh, the Grom's a 250, right? It's like the 99, because the freeway right there, and a 99, something 99, mm-hmm. 99 Speedway or something. And uh, it's a go-kart track. And they also take, uh, su- you know, Supermoto motorcycles. Yep. Yeah, they take those on there, too. But I think the Groms would be, I want a Grom really wow, bad. Wow, they're only 120? 125 cc Grom, yeah. CC. Wow. Okay, so I want to go back to, to 2021 yep. stuff here. So we were talking about entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and how entrepreneurs are getting a lot of time to, you know, that are at home on unemployment, have a lot of time to, you know, invest in their business, that money to invest in their business because they're getting paid and they can't spend it because they can't go out. Uh, Actually, my, my old coworker has always had the side hustle, but now he's like, giving it a lot more funding and time because he's basically on unemployment right now. Right. And think about less money and, you're spending. on. And commuting. I'm jealous of him because he's getting paid to pursue his dream. Right. And I have to do mine in my spare time because I work all the time. It's just, it's just timing. I yeah. think. But, um, one thing I want to say, you were talking about communicating and all this stuff. Um, there's a book out there called the, uh, that I had to read in college called the long tail effect, I believe is what it's called. And it's about, uh, it's basically kind of like a theory that explains how the internet has, um, how do I put this? It's given an, it kind of gives an advantage to the little guy, right? Okay. Because of the availability of shelf space, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So virtual shelf space is unlimited. But if you go to Walmart, remember Walmart used to have a big CD section? Yeah. Where you buy music CDs. Yeah. So you go to Walmart, they have that section, and that's it. So what goes in there? The best sellers, the top 40, go is in there Mm. all the time, right? Okay. So you'll never find, like, Joe Schmo up the street that just made an album and only two people have heard it, right? Got it. But if you're on Amazon, if you're like me, if you're a podcaster who's a small guy, you, I have access to, I'm, I'm on Spotify right next to Joe Rogan. How? Because I, I share the same shelf space as Joe Rogan does because there's unlimited shelf space. Anyone can look up my show and it'll come up for whatever topics or whatever, just like his show will come up on a search or whatever. Okay. So I share the same shelf spaces as he does. He may have what what's kind of making it more uneven now is that that people have a, can pay for a lot of paid promotions. Yeah. So they're using like advertising yep. uh, to get that edge now. But but basically, yeah. So it allows that little guy to, or like on Spotify, musicians is a big thing for them. So they can get out there and a lot of people can hear them play uh, in their new album or whatever. So I think a lot of our talent, well, 
so a lot of the business, I think a lot of the small businesses are dying because of COVID. They're and just, they're not adapting. They're just having to close doors. They're not adapting. But I think a lot of stuff is going to shift to home stuff a lot more. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more like delivery services, stuff like that. People are going to be doing the, like the podcast exploded when, oh, oops. Uh, mm-hmm. So when COVID happened and everyone was at home, podcasts exploded. Like a lot of people started a lot of new podcasts. But then that's going to just really flood the market with, you know, a lot of content. But is it good content? That's the question. Well, I mean, that's for the consumer to decide. But my point is that um, at least the little guy has some shelf space. Like he has he has the chance to go viral like that. You're right. Because he's out there or, you know, you know, maybe not viral or whatever. But But that's the thing about going viral is like, you know, going viral is like a. it's like being redlined, you know what I mean? Because when you go viral now, you have such a huge following. Now all these people want content, uh-huh. want it now. Well, and it's, now it's like you got to put out content all the time, uh-huh. every day, and it's just like you're 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 pushed to your limit. And then how long can you hold that red line? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, quite honestly, if it if it was like that, I think I would just you know be like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna have to quit my job because this is. Yes, I'm gonna live off my savings for a while or right. something, cause cause this, this just exploded. And now this is and what I want to do. I I would love to do this for the rest of my life, so right. I'd rather do this. Let's let's you know, I I don't care. I'll find another job later if I have to. And that'll just kind of bring your RPMs down a little bit, cause yeah. now you're not having to juggle your job and your yeah. podcast, because yeah. now you can put all of your attention into your podcast, create a team. We now have people doing your record. I mean, your editing. Yeah. Uh, we may even implement somebody who's just going to be our audio engineer to the where we don't have to do anything but focus all of our attention on producing good quality content for our yeah. listeners. Yeah. Well, I mean, then we can do more. I mean, we can do more like background checking, you know, and find out uh, when we do get some more exotic guests on here. We're going to find a way to actually get callers to call in. You know? Oh, I know how to do that already. Cool. We I just, don't have to bring, but have to bring the the problem the thing is you have to have it live broadcast. Okay. For that to make any sense. All right. I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, because otherwise record the live. Because otherwise, I could just do a phone call at any time. You're right. Okay. And, and just like put it up there. Then we might have to do that. Then we could do we could do a live stream. Um. Actually, there's a camera right there. There There's we go. A camera right there. Oh, look at that. Are we um, ready, y'all? Actually, we could run <laughs> we could run a lot of cameras. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of little cameras. Me too. I, I have could. quite a few at home as well. A couple yeah. of GoPros. Yeah, so we could live stream with actually multiple angles if we wanted to and uh there's ways to do that. This is only the beginning. Yeah. So, I feel like this is all we have to do is just speak it into existence and then once we have a little idea, you may be able to take, you know, a small idea that I have and help you know, grow that idea into something great. So, well, one thing that I definitely have learned from listening to a lot of very successful people um, and their interviews and podcasts and such is that no one started out at their highest level of success. Correct. Like they may, yeah, they may have blown up at one point in time. Um, you know they may have had a may have had a big debut, mm-hmm. but 
usually they progress from there as well. And, and it had to be and consistent. usually it's after they've been improving for a while that they get that debut. The t- they tip tip over or whatever. Right. So I just uh want to keep improving really. And we I just think just have to just keep doing it. I think we can do that through 2021 Absolutely. if we put our minds to it. So we're going to we're all right, we have to make a commitment to at least one at least one show per month. At least. Yeah. Well, right now it's been one uh well, it's been very sporadic, but it's been one every two months. And okay. th- and I believe this is the 7th. All right. Well, we're going to have to bump it up to one show a month. Yeah. We just, you know, yeah. maybe get the recording in early so that we have time to edit. And and, then... and if um uh what was it gonna say? if we if we want we could like do it every three weeks you know like ramp like ramp it up slowly like mm-hmm. three weeks two weeks you know like yeah exactly like if if, if it uh starts being like a regular you know and like, then once we get a system down we'll be able, we'll have our presets and we'll just yeah. get on record boom edit done well, we'll that's get better and better at you know how we're actually you know recording oh. so we'll, we'll, it's true we're good you can even get your own headset right I come over with my, my kid. <laughs> It'll be awesome. No, I I um next time hopefully I'll have the headsets fixed. Here, I think I know what to do to fix that. Um, but yeah. But I'm excited for 2021. Despite all my skepticism, um I'm always a skeptic. Right? I'm always a skeptic. I despite all that, I think 2021 will be better. I'm hoping it will be better. We're going to make it better. We're going to implement, you know, new uh, things into our schedule that are going to ensure that at least our development in this podcast is going to be successful. Yeah. You know, we can't control the world, but at least we can control what we can control, which is our success in this podcast and how often we record and things like that. Yeah. So we we got control of a lot of things. So we'll we'll be able to, you know, Mm -hmm. make this take off. Well, I was speaking more in broader general. picture, but like as far as what you hope for. No, you know, I just the... mean with all the corona and all this stuff. You know, what's going to be interesting is um, actually the uh, ele- basically because Trump's been trying to pardon all his people. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's just some. I yeah, basically <laughs> he's trying to overturn the election results calling them fraud Mm -hmm. and he's so far failed at every attempt uh but he keeps trying yeah so is he even like presiding over like like being a president right now is he just spending all his time on trying to figure out how he can not make biden president right well the funny thing is so it's the third today so the inauguration i believe is on the 20th Mm-hmm. So he has 17 days to get out of office to like pack up and leave. <laughs> he's like, two... he's not going out with a fight. I think it's going to be something dramatic or drastic that's going to take place in yeah. the next 20 days. We'll see. And I'm not even speaking on like there's a lot of tension escalating China, mm-hmm. you know, Middle East. So I don't know. I just yeah. hope that, you know, everyone continues to stay safe. Mm. and we continue to get these cases to come down 
uh, people go get vaccinated as far as our, um, you know, essential workers, the, uh, you know, firefighters, police officers, medical workers in the healthcare industry. And I feel like that's going to bring down, you know, a lot of, cause there's a lot, cause you got to think not just the healthcare workers that are in the hospital, there's a lot of in-home care workers that are having to get vaccinated as well too. So yeah. that's going to be a large population of the, you know, mm. that is going to be vaccinated and that should bring our cases down and hopefully get our economy back to business because, you know, a lot of these restaurants that we so dearly love are closing and they're yeah. not coming back. Yeah. Ever. Well, see, that's what I think is kind of the double edged sword of this is that the companies that are doing really well seem to be the big corporations. Yes. And they're getting bigger. Yeah. Because they're the ones like Amazon and, you know, um, all the like food places mm -hmm. and stuff that are doing all these like. You know, they can just like be like, oh, free delivery all of a sudden, exactly. you know, and all this stuff. And like the little guy up the street can't just like throw throw shit like that, like real quick. Nope. And um, plus they don't have the um, the infrastructure to accommodate it. We don't yeah. we don't have an app. We don't have uh, you yeah. know, before we had made all of our money on people calling up, placing their order and coming in and pick it up or coming in and actually eating in our restaurant. We don't yeah. have an app to where we can you know, let you order on the phone and then you come up and pick it up or mm. we deliver to you. So you're going to get left behind because people want something that I can just pull up the app on my phone, place my order and go pick it up. Mm. You know? Well, I think it is getting, I think the world's going to get, could get more impersonal uh, just because, you know, like I said, uh, the long tail effect of, yeah everyone is can do more and be more successful online in like a virtual world for right. basically from their home mm -hmm. and they can or they can order more than they ever like you didn't used to be able to order alcohol oh yeah you can now and you can now you're right right like things like that just little things like that um all these things are you know a lot of the workers uh that were working in cubicles are now working at home and mm -hmm. are probably going to stay there yeah, they're probably not going back to big offices because they're and the work the employers are like, well, the what this makes a lot of sense. Why are we paying for all this office space? My question is this now: all this office space that the employer is no longer pay, paying for, what's going to happen with the leasing? The person who owns the no. building, well, that's now they're going to have a that's an interesting building? too right thing right now is all the rent because the rent was skyrocketing. Right, it has, yep. has been for years yep. in California, and then all of a sudden it's dropping now because of coronavirus. Yeah, people are moving out. Yeah, you don't have your whole shopping center full of tenants yeah. now. Yeah, you have one store there that's barely surviving, and people are like getting out of California because there, are, you know, there's just more opportunities. I think in other states. I was speaking to a realtor stating, well, a realtor from Texas, and they were saying that six. About 60% of their clients are moving from California to Texas. So that's a lot of people moving from California to Texas. And a lot of times they're not really sure what they're moving into. You know what I mean? They're just thinking, hey, this house is a fraction of the cost of what it would be in California. Let me sell my house in California 
and then just get rid of having a mortgage. Well, there, the way, paid off house. you know, minimum wage is not as much out there, though. But you got to also think there's no income. There's no uh, state income tax. So yeah. you get to keep what you make. You're not paying the state income tax that you're paying in California. Yeah. So that's the one federal caveat. tax is way worse, though. I don't know what it is, but the federal um, tax is always like gets me way harder. Like way in, in Texas. No, um, I'm just saying like here in California, like, yeah, we have our state taxes, mm-hmm. but like that's like kind of a drop in the bucket compared to how much I pay in federal taxes every year. Yeah. Like I pay way more in federal taxes. You're right. And so. I always get a bigger return for my federal income tax as opposed to my state income taxes. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, kind of like, okay, I don't know. But yeah, I think, um, <laughs> but so, yeah I, oh yeah that's another thing too all that all that stimulus money or whatever is going to get coming out of our taxes isn't it, it in will. like in like a year or two we're going to pay for it the taxpayers and the people who are going to pay the most taxes are going to be the middle class of the poor yeah so you know i'm just like that's why i feel as though if i'm in the pain for it in the long run yeah. i want my money to be worth it i don't want to be in the back of my mind thinking damn i'm sitting here paying taxes on this person's you know vegas trip or this person's you know party or this person's you know whatever it was that didn't have anything to do with them stimulating the economy or helping their financial situation you know what i'm doing with my stimulus check what's that i'm paying off my student loans there you go see i just paid off my credit card with my with my stimulus check i'm paying off uh I should have my student loans paid off next year. That's dope. Yeah. That's going to be like, you're going to feel so great about just knowing that, hey, I don't have any more student loan debt. I won't have any debt. Yeah. Any debt. See, like you, there's, you're in a small group. So my credit score will drop. I can say that. Well, no, if you still have a credit card, you're still good. (laughs) You just have, you know, loans that'll just be falling off your credit report, but it'll show paid in full. Yeah. Well, one thing I have learned, I don't, I'm not a, you know, I know you're a banker and stuff, but one thing I have learned about credit cards and financial industry is mm-hmm. that, or, or I'm sorry, your credit score. Okay. Basically, your credit score, if you're not paying interest to somebody, your credit score will go down. Not necessarily, because when the credit report, when the credit bureau, like, you know, Equifax, TransUnion, um, Experian, when they see that mark each month, they don't know if you're paying any interest on that. Because you can be on a 0% interest credit card on a promotion, mm. and all they know is that you made a payment that yeah. month. And well, this is the new balance after that. Payment. That is what I tell everybody that comes into my shop trying to get financed, mm-hmm. is that uh, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well everyone should have some type of form of credit but you can yeah. still have a credit card pay the balance off in full at the end of the month and not be charged any interest at all and your yeah. credit score will still continue to go up well yeah. it'll get to a certain point where it also peak and plateau yeah. as well oh that's what i was gonna say the um the the best thing you can do for your credit is to pay your fucking bills on time. Absolutely. Just do what you agreed to do on the fucking dotted line. That's it. 
and that's all you got to do, you and your many, credit will go through the roof. Do you know how many declines I've had on app, credit applications where I've had to tell people, oh, well, um, it shows here on your credit report that you, you know, haven't paid back obligations. Um, you know, you have, you know, levies, legal orders taken against you. Like, these are not the type of things that a bank wants to see when they're about to let you borrow some money. Because oh, yeah. in the back of their mind, they're like, well, damn, they didn't pay, you know, ABC Bank back. Well, there's a possibility they're probably not going to pay us back either. Then we're going to have to go sit there and send all those letters, waste of money, make all those phone calls, waste of money. And then it's just like, we're not even going to get our money back. Not cool. So that's why they just decline it. So if you mm-hmm. don't want to get declined, pay people back on time. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Pay your debts on time. That's it. Yeah. The best way to do that is to not overextend. All I got to say is when it comes to f- to financing, I see a lot of stupid ass fucking people come into my shop because they're buying a luxury item. Mm-hmm. They're buying something they do not need. Okay. Yep. If you're stretching your like finances so thin mm-hmm. that, that don't you, take on another burden that you gotta, that you're like, wor- that you're worried you can't get, uh, you know, approved Mm -hmm. then you shouldn't even be applying in the first place that's true you do not need a sport bike okay if if you're freaking like having trouble paying your monthly bills (laughs) i feel like anyone who has any issues or um any problems with their credit or just wants to be better financially educated there is somebody by the name of dave ramsey he's on youtube he's got a podcast he's a, a very intelligent individual that'll help get your finances on on track and i'm not even like being paid to sponsor the guy but he's legit and i feel like he's helped a lot of people at least uh you know get a better understanding of how credit works and how they can you know be financially free and also he's hella you know he's blunt tells people how it is you know Mm -hmm. people have made mistakes when it comes to their finances and Mm -hmm. he's not afraid to to share that with them and let them know that they They've been out of their mind in the past. You got to be like when it comes to finances, like people get emotional or Mm -hmm. finances, but sometimes you got to be like, give them that tough love. You know, sometimes you got to not continue down that, that spiraling Uh. that path. Well, I get, so what I do is I'll like, I basically do like data input, right. Mm -hmm. Is is a large part of my job. I basically fill out applications Mm -hmm. a lot. Right. And, uh, so I always, uh, some of the lenders will tell me their credit scores. Yeah. And some some will give me like a little history or something and some mm-hmm. some won't. Right. Um uh, most of them will at least give the credit score though. Okay. Um so when someone get decl- gets declined, like or I'll I'll say like even before I run it I'll be like, "Do you know what your credit score is?" Yeah. And if it's super super low, I'll be like, "Look, I don't want to ding it. I don't want to make it any worse." I'm mm. not. I'm not even gonna run. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even coming some under six twenty. Yeah. it's like. Yeah. But a lot of guys, a lot of times, guys are just like, "Oh, don't, no, mine's fine. It's fine. It's great." Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Right. Right. So we run it, and it's and in like nine times out of ten, it's awful. Right. Under six hundred. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and basically it's like and I go up to them and I'm like, hey, uh, you, you know, you got declined or whatever. Sorry. Um. And just so you know, your credit score is like five ten, or something. You know, like I'll tell them, I'll be like, "That's probably why." 
Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like you know what I mean? I'll I be, usually just try to go with whatever the verbal portion of it. Like, I, if they decline it saying, hey, there's... Well, it's, it's just, like, matter of fact. Like, right. you know, it's just, like... And I, I just go, like, you know, good luck. You know, like, you, you, there's nothing else I can say because he's not getting financed for anything. I hate having those conversations because uh. I always give everyone the benefit of the uh. doubt because I'm just like, yeah, we're going to get you approved for this loan because in my instance, I'm trying to help someone. Like, I'm uh. taking people who have high-interest credit cards and I'm, I'm trying to consolidate it down to something that's going to give them a better interest rate. Yeah. So when, you know, I'm talking it up, I'm just like, yeah, this is going to actually help get you out of debt quicker. And when the credit application department doesn't approve the application, it really hurts because it's just like, well, look, you see this person struggling. They need this. This is going to help them, like, make it happen. But, you know, I'm not, it's not my money. I can't make the determination for my bank to give them the money to borrow. And a lot of times the reason why is because, you know, they have had, you know, issues in the past with their credit, not paying back things on time. Mm -hmm. Because realistically, when you get a personal loan to consolidate, you are given this money. Let's say you have $10,000 in debt that you need to pay off. You're given $10,000 on top of the 10000 you already owe. So now you're $20,000 in debt technically. So if you decide to say, hey, this personal loan paid off my credit card, but instead of me paying off this personal loan, I'm going to go spend on these credit cards again. Now you're going to get yourself into $20,000 worth of debt just like that. Okay. So, and that's why I feel like a lot of banks pull the brakes on people because they're just like, you know what? I don't think based on the history that you're showing me here that you can make the decision to oh, yeah. make the right decision. So yeah. we're just going to make it for you and say no. Yep. So stop letting banks make the decision for you. Make the decision yourself. Have a good credit score. Well, yeah. that's all it takes. Pay people back on time. Yes, I'm like that with family too. If you have family asks to borrow money, so so what's what, your credit score? Hold so on. Let, so <laughs> let's go. Let's go back to the 2021 thing. Yeah. Okay. What do you think is going to happen if all these people foreclosing, like, and not for yeah, like foreclosing and uh, what do you call it? Um, not paying, not being able to pay their rent. So because, check this out in California. Yeah. California is like one of the well, worst and good. But so California, I feel like a lot of people are going to foreclose on their house in California because number one, the rent is just going to be so crazy. And I feel like a lot of foreclosures are going to be popping up soon because like through this whole COVID, you know, relief fund and things like that, a lot of banks were allowing, you know, their their customers to put things on forbearance or, you know, postpone these payments. So yeah. months have passed now. Banks are expecting to get their money back. Like, look, we let you put this off while you didn't have any money for four months now. We yeah. need you to start making some payments. And they're like, look, we ain't got it still. So the bank's just like, look, all right, well, you ain't got it. You got to go. And depending on the type of loan you have, um, banks can kick you out, you know, in you know a short period of time. But there are also loans that are like, uh, like FHA loans, which are federal loans mm. that do give you you know, a period of time that where you can stop making payments and, you know, they won't be able to kick you out for like 18 months. Do you think this will increase homelessness significantly? Absolutely. You can already see the increase in homelessness. And these are before the foreclosures. So the people that are homeless right now are most likely the folks that are just getting evicted or kicked out of their apartments. And then I feel like then it's going to be the folks that are going to be getting, um, you know, multiple families, because like a lot of families are being forced to to move into one home. So yeah. instead of, you know, um, 
you know, we we had two houses and now we got brother and sister all living in one home together with their kids and their husbands and their wives. And, you know, then after that house is lost, now where else do we go? Yeah. If we don't leave California, now we're going to live in our vehicle. And I've seen a lot of that popping up now. So yeah. there's been a huge influx in RV sales because people are purchasing RVs and living inside the RVs. Yeah. Um, also, um, you know, people living in, you know, um, what do you call those places? Um, trailer parks and things like that. Okay. A lot of people are purchasing, you know, homes inside of trailer parks. But a lot of that the trailer sucks. parks. Trailer parks are bad. They are. But then a lot of the trailer parks are also senior housing as well, too. Yeah. So you not not all the trailer park communities are going to even allow you to be there if you're not over Trailer a parks age. don't. Yeah. I, I'm not going to go off on that tangent. Yeah. But, but I feel like there's going to be a huge influx. But then people just don't want to leave California because, number one, they have family out here. And number two, they're just afraid. They're yeah. afraid of what they don't know. And they don't know anything outside of California. So mm-hmm. it's just like, well, I don't know where to go. I don't know anybody in that town. How do I start? I might go to... So we decided Texas is kind of out of the question. Why is that? Uh, Because of the way they treat nurses. Like so, their laws concerning like nursing mm. and, and uh, labor stuff. Gotcha. So Texas was on the board, and then it was off the board because of the of the labor laws on on. Nurses, yeah, right? they ba- it's basically has it just yeah it's kind of like unfair labor laws. So what put Texas on the board? Is it just housing? Uh, it's uh, well, she has family that lives out there. Oh, El Paso. Okay. Yeah, and I have been there before, and I don't, I don't dislike it. Yeah. I think the weird thing for me about those states is that everywhere everything's flat. Not every part. Of, well, you're right. It is pretty. It is pretty. Pretty in flat. In a lot of the, I mean, in a, right. a lot of Texas. Yeah, you're right. It's very flat and don't uh, see mountains and stuff. And um, yeah, I, I, it creeps me out. How flat flatness. it is. <laughs> I have family in Iowa, and there's nothing in Iowa. There's no hit. There's not a. Like the tallest hill is like five feet tall. It's Damn. not really. There's a hilly part of Iowa, but right. But I'm pretty sure everything is just really low. Like it's all flat. Really over. It like is maybe, just flat maybe everywhere. Five hundred feet above yeah. sea level is it's, probably the highest. It's all flat, like cornfields as long as, as far as the eye can see. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. And I like. It's Texas just is- weird doing a 360 and just seeing horizon. It creeps everywhere. It creeps me out. <laughs> I need a hill in the background. I've never seen that before. It's, Maybe it's one of those things you don't like, like you know, uh, miss it until it's gone. I type see. Thing. It's like how you're saying hella. Yeah, that's totally a California thing. Absolutely. I it's had no idea Bay either. Thing. I had no idea either until I went to the East Coast, and they're like, "What are you saying?" <laughs> and uh in the military like some of the guys knew that i was from california right because i uh i said hello hello yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because you don't even think you think that that's part of you know the english language yeah but realistically it's just you know it's slang in your region it's regional slang yeah so that's crazy but i i where else would you think as opposed to texas um Arizona or no? Uh, I would rather go north. Idaho would be nice. Idaho, 
never been to Idaho. I don't really know what's in Idaho. Potatoes. I would go to Oregon. Potatoes, right? Oregon, maybe. Oregon. Oregon's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's kind of wet out there, too, right? Or no? So my old meteorology teacher mm-hmm. said that Oregon in like 20 years-ish will have a similar climate to Northern California right now mm. due to global warming. Damn. I feel like that's just that's global warming. I want to talk about so that. So I would rather go north than south. And one thing I have to say about me, my meteorology teacher, um, he, aside from his notably hard tests, <laughs> like like the hardest tests I've ever had from any teacher ever in my life, really? by far, no one ever got an A on his test the entire semester. No one got a hundred percent. That's not a good test, bro. You should have a test. And they were heavily curved. Ooh. Yeah. All of them. So heavily curved. Anyways, it was anyways, I've never seen anyone so passionate about meteorology in my entire life. And he's passionate about Arizona too? I'm sorry. Uh no, he Oregon? said he was gonna uh he said he was gonna move to like Oregon or or Okay. Washington. So I was like, that's not a bad idea. I think Oregon I could do for sure. I haven't been to Oregon. I just need to travel more. But when you know what Then I can own any of the guns I want. Oh, a gun laws in Oregon are good too? They're way better than California. Oh, everything's way better than California. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can, you know, you know what I want to get? I want to get a judge. Have you ever seen those? Is that like a um, a fifty caliber? It's a it's a pistol, uh-huh. but you can put a four ten shotgun shell in it. It's a, re- a revolver. Okay, yeah. And you can and then you can put a slug in it too. Is like it like a, a baby judge too? Like this judge and the jury or something like that? Or oh, I don't know. But I shot one in Philadelphia, and uh, I was like, I'm I'm sold. That 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 thing was amazing, and and with a shotgun shell in it, Holy with buckshot, man. that thing would be. It's by Taurus. Yeah. The Taurus Judge. Yeah. It's a like a movie gun too. But if you shoot one in real life, it's like it looks way like crazier than it than it shoots, you know? That thing is money. Like it looks like it would be out of control, right? Really? Doesn't it? Yeah. It's not. It's totally like uh, actually very mild. Like it looks like it should have a a front mount <laughs> Yeah. A front mount grip on that thing's huge. Yeah. Yeah, that thing's pretty cool. Anyways, and you can't have that out here. No, not in California. Yeah. I wonder what laws are changing. Every every year, uh, they you know they pass all these laws, for, so I don't know if any any change for that kind of stuff. But hmm. all right, we'll see. But yeah, anyways, so yeah, anyways, uh, twenty twenty one has been a or twenty twenty has been a. It was all right. Shit show of a year. Yeah. Just Maybe. a, a clusterfuck. We survived. Glad it's it. over. I hope 2021 will be better. Although I am skeptical. As You're pe- always. <laughs> as as humans are crazy. Yeah. Um, And unpredictable. And uh, yeah. Actually, the humans are pretty predictable. You're I would, right. I would say. And uh, yeah. So I hope we, we can have a good year this year. And I like the once a month thing, so let's do that. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like we're just gonna we're gonna come up with our um, our topic. 
come up with our topics and then from there we'll run our um, you know once a month yeah start off and then we'll break, break it down to three weeks well we need to get some some guests in here yeah yeah so um we'll try to get a guest in here for next episode okay and uh otherwise i think we've gone on quite long enough i and, agree uh, especially since i'm not drinking coffee right now yeah so. I'm ready to go all right, Brandon. Well, thanks for stopping by again. Absolutely. Pleasure's always been mine. Appreciate it. In the we got the studio lighting down today to uh, you know, for more I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like it got it got brighter in here because it was way darker earlier. Yeah, we got all the computer screens and, and such. Maybe our eyes Yeah, it takes a minute to adjust. Anyways, yeah, thanks. Thank you to any uh, listeners out there for listening. Appreciate it. We will see you guys next time. Thanks again, Brandon. And we'll do this very, very soon. We'll catch you on the next one. Have a good one. I just wanted to give special thanks to all the listeners out there. Thank you for listening. Uh, All five of you. Appreciate it a lot. I also wanted to give special thanks to my lovely fiance, who I'll be marrying next year, Sara Orozco. I love you. Thank you for supporting me for all my crazy podcasting and everything. Um, new episodes coming out soon. Stay tuned and keep an eye out. I'll see you next episode.